Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and we're back. Quick turnaround for us as Craig Needles is still here, and I, Matt Pierce, am still here, and we are now doing our Eastern Conference uh, win totals and uh, sprinkling in a few other bets. Um, Craig's already here, we are, and you already listened to the Western Conference Podcast, I hope, so uh, we are going to just slide right into the Eastern Conference, and we are going to start in the Metropolitan Division with the Carolina Hurricanes, Craig, and... With a fun, some might say, petty behavior in the off season, but uh, good for them. I mean, let's let's let, let's let's make hockey uh, fun. Let's let's make hockey fun in the off season. They they clearly have uh, one of the best social media teams going, and yeah, just a lot of fun. Obviously, I'm talking about their big uh, offer sheet of Jesperi uh, uh, Kotkaniemi, who they bring in on the one-year $6.1 million deal, prying him away from the Habs. They also uh, signed your boy Frederick Anderson. They're, they're going into the season with him and Antti Ranta as their goaltenders, Other and they uh, also signed in Ian Cole. Other than that, the usual guys of Jakob Slavin, Sebastian Ajo, Jordan Stahl still here, Tevu Tararainen, Nino Niederreiter, who they traded for. A um, lot of good stuff. Second round team last year uh, ended up getting beat by a uh, really tough Islanders team. And the Hurricanes, 95 and a half is their over-under, Craig. Under. I, I think I so, think too. I is think- it? I think we're too bullish on this team. Like, I actually kind of like the Kotkaniemi thing, to be honest. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, yeah, for like, not just from a hilarity perspective, which, to be clear, it was hilarious. Uh, but from a hockey perspective, they don't hate it. You're you're trading a first and a third for a guy who, uh, as much as he maybe has not shown enough of that talent yet, is 21 has some upper level talent. Um, so I understand, like. I think Montreal made the right decision to not match, but I sort of understood what Carolina was seeing in this, if that if that makes sense. Um, but the best player on this team plays for the Devils now, right? The guy that was the best player on the team last year now plays for the Devils. Like, that, that strikes me as a problem. So I'd be worried about that if I were someone who was betting the Hurricanes over. Um, I think they'll score a little more, but they'll give up a little more too. That's, that's where I'd fall on this team. Plus, yeah, I'd, I'd have some questions about the goaltending too. Like, Ranta and Anderson, like, you know, we've seen those guys be NHL starters before, but it's been a little bit since they've been consistently good. So I'm not saying that I'm certain Frederick Anderson's done. I, I can't sit here and say that. But are they going to put up the same numbers that Alex Nadelkovich put up last year for this team? I would be surprised by that outcome. Yeah, I'm... To me, this... Uh, I don't know. This team's just been so steady for me. I kind of... 95 and a half. This is another team that I wish it was coming in in the low 90s because it would be easier to take the over. But, man, th- th- this team, the range that this team could end up in is is pretty wide. Like, like pretty, it's a wide gap for me. Like, you could talk me into this team missing the playoffs. You can talk me into this team making the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, it's 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 really weird for me with them. Uh, I, I, have, I have the Hurricanes. I have the Hurricanes as a stay away, and I think that to – for me, I'm leaning more towards your end with the with the perhaps they're one of the teams that made the playoffs this, last year that missed this year. Yeah, I, I I can like look the, that division is tough. There's a lot of teams that are that are good in that division, and they're the one that lost their best player and their starting goalie. Yeah, it's, like, it's you know tough. that that that's 
And who knows how the Tony D'Angelo thing's going to go. I hope the answer <sighs> is horrific. Yeah. But who knows? So bad. Can't believe they did that. Uh, next now, up. I, I would like... I would like to see him just be an abject disaster for them. So hopefully that's what hopefully that's what goes down. Next up, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Who? I mean, a little bit of a quiet off season for them. Not 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 much. I mean, a uh, little Jake Bean trade here, a little Gustav Nyquist there. It's, it's the Jones thing. That was a big deal. Yeah, they basically lost that. That was the big thing is they 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 traded a bunch of they traded Seth Jones for a bunch of stuff, right? Like that was that was their big. Uh, that was their big acquisition. Um, I I think that the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to surprise a lot of people. I think it's going to be a little bit steadier for them this year. I think the COVID stuff kind of this one of this team. This is a team that I think was most affected by like the travel in the weird states. Um, is Patrick? I guess not because he's an RFA, but Patrick Line is probably not going to be a potential trade deadline guy. Max Domi on off this roster probably is. Uh, that said. 76 and a half, Craig, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I like the over. What do you think? Um, yeah, I don't think they're that bad. I'm going to be a little bit better. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine with the over. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to write them down. Columbus, 76 and a half. Uh, anything else to add on Columbus? There's not much there, right? It's just can can line A get back to, to being line A, right? And if he scores a bunch, yeah. like, this team's going to uh, do well. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, the Voracek thing, we'll see how that goes. They obviously agreed to take on a little bit of extra money, uh, but but shortened up the term. Uh, I like some of the, like, you know, they, they, they Cole Tillinger is still with the team. He was the guy that they took with the pick they got for Jones. Uh, we'll see how this, uh, or no, no, he was the guy they took with their own pick. Excuse me. Either way, we'll see how this goes. I'm, yeah. uh, I, I don't yeah. think this team is a, is a dead lock to be awful. Put it that way. I yeah, which is, yeah, yeah, I think they're going to be mediocre, which should put them well above 76 and a half. And I like their goaltending with Merge Lickens and Corpus Allo, So that'll, that'll help you find, find some W's. Uh, next up the New Jersey devils. Uh, they, they lose, they, they trade Nolan Patrick. They signed Dougie Hamilton. Um, obviously the, the, the biggest, uh, off season signing of what well, they, one of the big, one of the prize free agents is, is now their best defenseman. They get, uh, Ryan Graves in the trade with the avalanche. They signed Tomas Tatar. They, I mean, it, it's decent. They, they, the Mackenzie Blackwood thing is threatens to well, sewer this that- team. Is an accident hangs above the entire season, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Which if you look at their schedule. Their trips to Canada are in March and April. Mm-hmm. So, if Blackwood is not eligible to come to Canada, like they're starting Jonathan Bernier in those games. Like, what's what's going to happen here? So, there's there's that element of this. Um, I would. I, I don't know, and I I just don't I don't know what, where like signing Tatar was good, but I just don't know where the goals are coming from, or if there's going to be enough goals. I have the New Jersey Devils as a strong under on eighty-eight and a half. Yeah, I think eighty-eight and a half is aggressive. I think eighty-eight and a half is aggressive. They did some stuff I liked this offseason. I think this is a team that's improving, but at some point you've got to acknowledge that like they they think 
he sure is sort of the elite level talent. Like, are we certain about that? Like, where's the elite level talent on this team other than him? Really? Yeah. Really um, haven't seen it. Huh? Right. Like really yeah. haven't seen it from the Alicia so far, but, uh, that said, I like the defense. I like the defense. Dougie Hamilton, uh, Subban, they're trying to squeeze the last bit of hockey out of PK Subban, who, if he shows anything this year, he's a dead, he's a trade deadline guy, right? With the, the nine mil left on the, on the, oh, one, he's a complicated on the one Yeah. That's, that's why he's complicated is I think he's going to have to be like a double, a double hold. Like they're going to have to trade him to someone else who then eats another half. Like, so mm-hmm. they're going to have to eat four and a half and someone else is going to have to eat two and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's probably going to be one of those. Yeah. That's uh, true. But we'll, I, I actually, actually, now that you say it out loud, I can't see them moving Subban at the deadline. It's just, it would just be too complicated. And he's it, the back problems of, and stuff, like, you know, right? When you're, yeah, it's just like when when you when you're the Boston Bruins and you're finding uh, Taylor Hall at eight million with four half retained, you can make that work because Taylor Hall is a very good player. Uh, it's going to be hard with someone for someone saying, "Oh yeah, I can put four and a half towards PK to be my third pair right defenseman." Mm-hmm. Like that's that's going to be tough to find. It's going to be tough to find. So we'll see. But I I don't know if he's going to be someone who moves. Out. Like I said, it's going to be complicated. You know, that being said, I think he's going to be someone who goes somewhere else next year on a one-year prove-it deal and maybe have has a nice season. But we'll see what this year looks like. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I think this is an under team for me, though. I I, I I think they're improving. I think this is a franchise going in the right direction, but this is an under team. Yeah, they're they're a yeah, year they're, they're, they're a few they're, years away, and it's just and you hate to see a team go down the Jimmy VC route, right? Like. That's a team that's not well, strong on their thing, depth. Like, you know, fair, fair, fair enough. But at the same time, like, this is a deal that you can send to the American League and it's just gone. You know what I mean? Like, there's just – there's zero downside to this. So there's – there's it's that's not one where I'm going to be like, uh-oh, what's going on here? Uh, the Goche thing, kind of the same deal. Yeah. I mean, listen, we've all contemplated the Jimmy VC in our darkest hours. And unfortunately, the the Devils just went there with it. So – Anyway, uh, moving on, the New York Islanders, Craig, uh, just, oof, like what? Eastern Conference finalist ended up losing a, a rough and tumble game seven game series. That was, I know there wasn't a ton of scoring, but that series was a delight to watch against the, against the, the lightning. Um, the, the, the one, the game, the one goal, the one Oh loss in game seven was just, Great stuff. Uh, they bring it. Pre- they're they're one of the two people that win the Minnesota Wilds. One of the two teams that win the Wild sweepstakes. They get Parise. They add him to Andersley, Matthew Barzal. Uh, I mean, all all the, they pretty much bringing back all the all the guys last year. And they why not get a little bit bigger and a little bit slower and add a little Zidane Ochara in there too, right? Like why not? Let, I think that like yes, that's more than is being considered here. Losing Letty. Um, I think uh, what's the line on them? Sorry, the Islanders nine ninety nine and a half. So you're wondering if the it's if they, under. yeah. So it's not just an under; it's a significant under. This might be my favorite one of the group so far. Because here's the thing: this Islander team like plays well in the playoffs. We talked about teams that are able to play well in the playoffs when the rules change a little bit, and you can start doing some different stuff. But we've seen like we have not seen this Islander group or any Islander group in forty years be a uh, a regular season team that's that good, like a ninety, a one hundred point team. I don't know. 
No, I, I don't, don't picture the – like, I still think they're in the playoffs, and I still think they give teams fits, but I just don't see this team cracking 100 points. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's exactly how I feel about them. Like, do I want to play them in playoffs? No. Do I think they're getting 100 points this season? Also, no. You can, you can feel both ways about them. Yeah. And uh, it probably we, we talked about Seattle potentially having the uh, the the best goaltending tandem in the league. If it's not, it's might be them. Sorokin and Varlamov are still back, right? Like, and have just been so so good for them. And yeah, just just a good just, like just a, a, a they're they're going to do it again. They're going to grind it out, and it's it's just going to be a, a gross gross game. But you're, you're not you can't you can't play the way they've been playing. Every night for 82 games, it's just physically impossible. You can't do it. Yeah. Even if the rules allowed for it, you still can't do it because it takes too much out of you. I just don't think that this is a like you can't get a hundred points doing this. I just don't think that there's going to be enough scoring. So I'm uh, I'm steadfastly on the under here. Even if I want nothing to do with them in the playoffs, I'm steadfastly on the under. The New York Rangers, Craig, 90. Five and a half. Oh my God! Under, under. What are we doing here? Like, I, I get that there's a little bit of a public team aspect of this. Mm-hmm. But this is a year away. Think... They're a year away. This is not their year. They, 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 we're, we're trying to anoint this Rangers team a year, perhaps two years too early, right? Like, and and I like and and they they objectively made the team significantly, significantly worse because Tom Wilson made them look a little bit cowardly in, in a game in with like three games left at the end of the season or whatever. They objectively made their team worse because of that, which I don't get. Like they, they gave up pieces to Pavel, get Ryan Reeves. Pavel, why does Pavel Bujanovic play for St. Louis? Like why? <laughs> I understand yeah. they're dealing with some cap issues already, and they they wanted to sign Savannah Jad and all this stuff. But like, it just it did like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And they go mm. and they 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 are paying Barclay Goodrow three point six million dollars for six years. Yeah. What? Like you've got Barclay Goodrow's thirty four year old season at three point six million dollars. Like what? What are we doing here? So like, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think this is a, a bad team by any stretch, but I just I don't know why we're thinking this is a ninety-five point team either. So, no, yeah, give me I, the under. I, yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, I think it's just public team. You know, they've got a, they've got Lafreniere, who they expect to make the leap. They've still got Capo, who you know hasn't been great, has not been great as a Ranger, but you know they've got Pinera and Panera, and they got Kreider. They've got the reigning Norris Trophy winner, which you know. Uh, Adam Fox, um, but man, Patrick Nemeth is going to play actual they, minutes for they this have, team. They have a yeah, they have a reigning Norris Trophy nominee at the very. Like, even if you don't like how the voting went, like I think mm-hmm. it's okay to be in the top three. Nonetheless, Fair. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah, I, we'll, we'll see what this team's all about. We'll see what this team is is doing. Yeah, the Patrick Nemeth thing, by the way, is weird. You're right. Um, and he's going to play significant minutes for them. Significant minutes for them. And he was the reason the Avalanche, he, he was a, he's terrible. Absolutely terrible. 
and he, he's a significant reason why the Avalanche lost that series to to Vegas. He turned the puck over constantly and was bad, and they should have been playing Byram over him. And I'll never understand that. I don't get they're they're too hyped. People are too hyped on this team. The, 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 this is this is an easy under for me. The New York Rangers. I don't see. Yeah, and it's just weird that Chris Drury actively made this team weird because Tom Wilson beat up a couple of guys at the end of the se- in a game at the end of the season, right? Like this just... cost John Davidson and Jeff Gordon their jobs. That whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Like weird. This, like you know, people said at the time, but it just felt to a lot of folks, myself included, like James Dolan was like, "Oh, the Knicks are actually like you know things are going okay for them." Well, I've got to do something ridiculous with some team, and just did that. Freaking weird. Freaking weird. Uh, moving on. The Philadelphia Flyers, Craig. Uh, I mean, not not much. Not much has changed. The question for this team is just solely, is Carter Hart going to be added to the absolute slew of Flyers goaltenders? who have one great year and then the flyers invest all sorts of capital in this guy. And then he just completely falls off a cliff. Cause if he is that guy, if he is another one of those flyers goaltenders where that happens, they got Martin Jones backing him up, which, you know, we talked about the Jimmy VC go, you know, contemplating Jimmy VC in our darkest hours. Talk about Matt Martin Jones and the Philadelphia flyers are right now are going off at 92 and a half. Greg, got to be an under doesn't it i i i think so yeah, you, I, I if you're betting the over you're betting a pretty big carter hart bounce back like you said yeah i i and which he could do i hope he does i would prefer yeah i, hope he does too. Yeah, I, I would prefer but, good carter hart over over him falling into that goaltender quagmire that the that the flyers just create i don't like yeah Whew. it's uh it's the 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 Vikings kicker of, of hockey. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Doesn't matter, how, doesn't matter how accomplished your career is when you're playing for not the Flyers. Bad stuff happens to you when you're playing for the Flyers. Yeah, nuts. Um, so, yeah, do you feel strongly about the 92 and a half? Not, not super strongly, just because like it takes it, it takes it takes heart being decent for them to be sort of right in that range. But if you're betting it, I want the under. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, next up, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I mean, not not they didn't really. Uh, pretty much the same roster they're coming in with last year. It, it, it's just you know, can Crosby and Malkin stay healthy and whatnot, and and Gensel's there, and much like the Philadelphia, the aforementioned Philadelphia Flyers. Tristan Jari cost them that series against the like like single handedly cost them that first round series against the New York Islanders, and then the Islanders went on a run because of that. But who doggy? Um, not a great. Every year we try to count this team out and say, oh, it's is this the is this the year that you know, the Flyers or the, the Penguins kind of fall back and, and start ditching some of the pieces of, of the, the their mini diet, like of the, the Malky Crosbin era, era, which, you know, perhaps Malkin's one of those guys. Perhaps oh, can Malkin be a... Yep. And you he's... know, I, I, there's been, there's been talk about, Hey, what's going to happen. I don't know if this is a deal you do in the middle of the, well, I, if you're going to deal them, it's going to be now. Mm-hmm. But to me, 
If I'm a Penguins fan, here's how I feel. I, I want to pay Malkin, and I want to pay Latang. More yeah. so Malkin. Here's why. Are you going to win the Stanley Cup the next seven to eight years if you are still just going to you know, keep Malkin and, and, and Crosby and those are going to be your two guys. You're going to have sort of rotating pieces around them. Are you going to win the Stanley Cup between now and 2026? Probably not. I'm not sure if I care whether I win the Stanley Cup between now and 2026 relative to Malkin and Crosby are our guys and they always played for Pittsburgh and they were here their whole careers, and we love those guys, and they're they're Pittsburgh guys and only Pittsburgh guys. That's how I would feel about the situation. Yeah. Is one three Stanley Cups. So is it'd be cool to win again? Yeah, you bet. But as opposed to like going all in for a cup, what if we were to just do this? What if like well, well or like maybe you argue that you still go all in for a cup because you have those two guys, and yeah, maybe that leads to some dark ages for the franchise in the. 2025 the 2030 era i'm okay with that i'm 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 willing to be part of that because we had crosby we had malcolm they were our guys their whole careers they they like we got those two guys back-to-back years in the draft and it could not have possibly gone better than it than it did this great they both won con Smythe trophies they both won heart trophies this is incredible they're both instant hall of famers and they only played for pittsburgh that's that's how i would feel if I were a Penguins fan, it's a different calculus if you haven't won three Stanley Cups in the last 12 years, but they have. So let them, let them just ride off into the sunset with the Penguins. You're not trading anybody. Um, if, if Sid wants just to like, you know, sign Gino for as long as I'm here, cause, cause he and I are friends and I want to play with this guy for my whole career, do it and move along. Don't be arguing over nothing. And uh, Hey, maybe Malkin wants another $8 million a year payday for the next three years, even though he's 35. Whatever, fine. Give him the money. Move along. That's how I feel if I were a Penguins fan. And and maybe your mileage varies. And hey, maybe I'm coming at this from a weird perspective. As far as I don't know what it's like to have my team win the Stanley Cup three times in my lifetime. I'd love to figure that out someday. But that's how <laughs> I feel if I were a Penguins. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that they've got a lot of ways they can go with this franchise, right? Based on on their their cap, because they're not in they're not on the hook for a lot of guys, right? So. And a couple of key guys. So, I mean, it, if they're a team that's right there in the playoffs, they're not moving anybody, right? Because they're Pittsburgh. It, it, they, they're going to try to, like, if, if they're in the playoffs, they're not moving Malkin, they're not moving Latang, they're not doing any of that sort of a thing that might help you in the future to to do some, some you know, weird, weird stuff. It's, it's just it, they're going to try to win the cup. But if they are slipping a little bit, do you try to do the old, you know, do 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 you bring Latang or Malkin in and say, "Hey, we're going to trade you for some stuff and then we're just going to resign in the off season. So go spend a couple of months chasing a cup with a different team yeah. and then you know, but don't sell your house or that's anything, right?" Yeah. That's something that that, you know, everyone's got to be on board with. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what I mean, Burke, Hextall, and more importantly than those two, significantly more importantly than those two. Mario and Crosby. They've yeah. like they've got to be set on board with that. And I, I just I just don't think it'll happen because I think the, the the Penguins will be you know in and around the playoffs yet again, right? So all of this is just speculating. Yeah, and and if they, they be in the playoffs for sixteen years in a row, maybe they're going to want to keep doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like it's like thirteen or 
something. It's uh, 14 or 13. Either way, they've been making the playoffs for a long time, and I think they're going to want to keep that streak alive. It's the longest active streak in the league. I understand why they'd feel that way. 96 and, again, and a half have, on there. When you have three Stanley Cups, it's a different calculus than if you don't. But they do. 96 and a half for their over-under, Craig. Any, uh... That's under for me, because I think if they get in, they're scraping in. Mm-hmm. Like, we, Mal- Malkin probably not going to be around until the new year. We don't know exactly what the deal is with Sid, so that's a, that's a big time under for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last team in the Metropolitan Division is the Washington Capitals, who, uh, you know, they they didn't uh, they didn't lose much, they didn't gain much. It's their it's their usual, uh, you know, they, all the usual suspects are here: Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Tom Wilson, you know, everybody's favorite hockey player. Um, nice little goaltending tandem of Samsonov and Vanacek this year. Over under ninety six and a half for the Washington Capitals. Lost in the first round to the Boston Bruins last year, and five, I believe it was. I think I take the over here. I think so too. I mean, they just they do it. the puck. I think that they're going to be tough to score on, and I think they have enough scoring. I think quite, the question with them is going to be five-on-five five scoring. They have the best power play player that's ever existed. No one in the history of this sport has ever been better at being on the power play than that particular player. Um, but five-on-five five scoring is what I'd be worried about. I think that like I like the defense. I like the goaltending. I think they're going to be good at both those. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take the over. I think that they probably win this division, if you ask me. I think so, too. I, I, I got them over there. Division for at least... Like, would I take them to playoff series against the Islanders? I'd probably have to have a long think on that. But will I take them to win more games over the course of 82 than the Islanders? Yes, I would feel that way. I actually have a little flyer on them to win the Metro because they're five and a half to one right now. So I, I love that bet. That's worth a unit. That's worth a couple of units for sure. So, yeah, five, five and a half to one to win the Metro on the Capitals. Flyers odds from the because like if Hart is really good, I could see the Flyers winning this division. But that to me is the second. Like Washington's the most likely out. Eight to one is the Flyer. Eight, the Flyers are eight to one to to win the Metro. I thought it'd be higher. I thought it'd be higher than that. Okay. The the one that's yeah, funny to me again is that the Rangers are five to one. So the Rangers have better odds to win the Metro than the Capitals, only by half a point, but still, um, and that makes no sense to me whatsoever. No, that's that's total public. Like the the New York Rangers are probably the only true public um, American hockey team uh, that that can get weird weird odds betting wise. It's it's just I don't yeah. get it whatsoever. Uh, yeah. So that's it for the. Yep. Sorry, what was that? I just said let's look at the Atlantic. Yeah, we head over to the Atlantic Division and started off with everybody's favorite team with a not annoying at all fan base, the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins, um, they they they're obviously their big uh, acquisition was re-upping Taylor Hall, who they traded for at the deadline. Uh, they re-up him to four times six. And other than that, the the usual suspects. It certainly looks like the goaltenders are going to be. The question is the goaltending right now, because it's like, it, like right now, Cap Friendly has them as Linus Oldmark and Jeremy Swayman right now, Craig. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Is 
Is there going to be some Tuka Rask for this team? I guess we'll wait and see. But, I mean, the usual guys are there. How much money is Tuka playing for? Uh, Because they currently have $1.2 million in cap space. So if if Tuka rides in in January, like, he's doing it for eight hundred grand. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. if I were Tuka, I'd just stay and play goal in Finland for more money than that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no. Perhaps Tuka just waits to see. Perhaps I think Tuka's move is to wait and see if anybody, uh, if any uh, contenders, uh, you know, cough, cough, Colorado, <laughs> run into uh, maybe. Uh, like, some so goaltending trouble. For him, I would have maybe you would... just gone to this offer and said, I'm willing to listen. Yeah, you at least if if something happens and Colorado's in trouble, you at least take that phone call, right? <laughs> you're too harassed, I think, right? Like you, you're what doing yourself a disservice. What if Oilers flying and McDavid's going nuts, and Smith's been okay, but whatever, and gets hurt because he's 39 years old, mm-hmm. and Ken Holland calls and says, "Hey, do you want to come do this for a bit?" Like maybe you don't want to play in Canada because you know you've. Um, your your kids are all have been raised in the states and all this stuff, but like, I I think that being on Connor McDavid's team would be fun and good and cool. Something I'd consider. Mm. Yeah. So the big thing for them re-upping Taylor Hall, they bring in Nick Foligno. The usual suspects are there: Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn. One hundred two point five for the Boston Bruins, Craig. Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say under. I just I, no 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 Rask and no Krejci, and the Krejci thing I don't think is being talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Like the second best center on the roster is Charlie Coyle, I guess. I'm not sure how good Charlie Coyle is at playing center. Like Nick Foligno can't play center anymore. And look, I I understand that I didn't get a great Nick Foligno experience. He was hurt the whole time when he played with the Leafs. I understand this. Yes, but it wasn't necessarily a great run with the Leafs. Put it that way. Um, I I just don't know about the forward depth on this team. Like, you know, the, the big line is going to be great because they're always great. And Marshawn is one of the best players in the league. And Pasternak's one of the best players in the league. And Bergeron's all of fame. No, just no debate. Hall can carry his own line because, and we've seen him do it before. There'll at least be a passable line. But I think they're going to have some problems sort of further down the team. Now, Bruce Cassidy great coach i think if i if i were picking a coach that i wanted to coach my team i think he'd be first he'd be the guy i'd want most then you look at the defense mcavoy norris caliber guy carlo pretty good then things start to look a little bit sketchy don't they so i just like i don't know if i buy this is a hundred point team i think they're a playoff team but i don't know if i buy this is a hundred point team yeah if when you start getting into these hundred point lines it's the same thing with me for baseball and i know there's going to be some hundred point teams in the nhl but it's just the odds are too the, the number's too high to take the over and you're leaving yourself too much room for something to go wrong is is the problem yeah, I, yeah. Yep, nope. but uh we do like this boston team and, and they're going to be a playoff team easily uh next up a team that is certainly not going to be a playoff team the buffalo sabers i mean what can you say about this fucking team, and uh, I guess I'm making sure this podcast is PG because I guess PG 13 because that's gonna be hopefully my one f bomb for this podcast. But holy guac with this team, like just the Jack Eichel thing is beyond the pale. I have never seen 
what is going on with, with Jack Eichel before in my life with, with him needing a surgery and then fighting with the team over who gives him the surgery and the team is able to 86 him getting a surgery for reasons not understood by me. They're going in with Jeff Skinner, I guess, as your as your top goal scorer. They somehow managed to destroy uh, the goal the a guy who was many pegged to be the second coming of Nicholas Lindstrom and Rasmus Dallin, and they imagined to beat his will to live into the ground. Craig Anderson and Dustin Tokarski are your goaltending duo. It is just off the lowest odds of the season, sixty-seven and a half point total for the Buffalo Sabers, Craig. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to bet money on this, but it has to be the under if you are right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do the under. I'm, I'm going to do the under. I, I don't see this team winning games and, and they're, they're going to start off the season yet again with some sort of impressive losing streak. Like to where they're going to go zero and 12 or whatever, before they get it, get an effing win or a point or something. This is going to be a 10 game losing streak at some point this season. Yeah, they are fantastically awful. Yep. Uh, obviously, Eichel's not going to be there, and he's not going to show up again, which, I don't know, at some point, if you're the general manager of the Buffalo Sabres and your franchise is an absolute tire fire, like, just let Jack get, to sur- get the surgery he wants. Like, that, the, you know, the relationship's too far gone, of course, but just, like, let him get it. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get what – I just don't get why – like, neither side in the Eichel-Buffalo deal is getting anything of what they want by behaving this way. So, like, somebody's oh, got to give somewhere, no, right? I, like, I just don't know how you give because they're, they're, they're diametrically opposed on a medical – like, two different medical procedures that are not remotely the same. You know what I mean? But from Eichel's perspective – when he's saying, hey, I'm looking at all this research and the people who get this uh, as opposed to the, the the fusion surgery have the disc replacement surgery, they have much better outcomes later in life. And I don't want to be getting neck surgeries when I'm 40, 50, 60 years old. I want to do this type of surgery now where I have the better outcome at the end of like towards the end of my life. Like I, I have a hard time not understanding why he feels that way. And, you know, I've I've I've, I've read pieces from doctors that would say like yeah look we haven't seen a hockey player do this but in other sports where guys do this it works out better for them in the long run of course the argument is mostly it's been golf it's been baseball like there isn't an nfl example of this particular type of surgery so the sabers of course are thinking well if you play a contact sport like that's going to be a it's a different animal than some of the other high level athletes who have done this before so i i, I sort of get both sides but to me, if I'm Michael, I'm like, no, I get to live out my life once here. And I don't want to be a guy who's getting neck surgery every 10 years when I'm in my 40s and 50s. So, no, I'm going to try to do this one. So it's it's bad for the league. It's bad for everybody involved. I hope it gets ended soon. Yeah, so bad. Easily under for the uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, moving on, next up. Oh, it doesn't get much better here, kid. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Um. Just a a horrible horrible team. I I don't I mean there's already Tyler Bertuzzi nonsense going on with with him and COVID and and being an anti-vaxer. I don't know where they're getting their goal scoring from. They traded for Nedeljkovic with uh, which with 
<clears throat> excuse me, coming down to 3 2 1. Uh, they traded for Nedeljkovic, which a lot of people thought that was a, a freaking steal, but we've seen him giving the puck away in the freaking preseason. But this is not a team that was a goaltender away from doing anything. I don't. This is a bad, bad hockey team, and they have not been drafting well, which is weird to say about the Detroit Red Wings. 78 and a half, Craig. Under. Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't think this team's very good. Uh, and they may get a few more saves in last year, but it's what it is. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's it's, it's going to be another bad year for that for this team. Mm-hmm. This is a team, by the way, that I think should be looking at the Eichel thing. Yeah, they want to get good. They want to get good again soon. And unlike the other teams that might consider trading for Eichel, uh, the fact that Eichel is not going to play for the vast majority of the season may be a feature for them, less so than a bug. So that's that why I was I was I should have brought this up when we were talking about the Arizona Coyotes. Why have the Arizona Coyotes not? called up Buffalo and traded some stuff because they have enough assets, including... I think the Coyotes look at the rest of their franchise and say, hey, wait a minute, if we you know trade for this guy, this guy's all we're going to have. Whereas if you're Detroit, you've already made the bets on Cider and Rain and you have Larkin and you know what I mean? Uh, like, So I feel as though there's at least a reasonable chance that those can be tentpole guys along with Eichel, whereas I don't see that with the Coyotes. I guess, you know, Chitron, but I just don't see it as much with the Coyotes uh, as far as, uh, hey, we be able to be good next year. I just think that the Coyotes have – like if you're not going to – like you have all this insane draft capital if you're the Coyotes. Why not bring in Jack Eichel and then you don't give a rat's ass if he plays. So you tell him instantly and go get whatever surgery you want because you're not going to be playing for us this year anyway because we would like to maintain being terrible and then put you with a number another first overall pick, right? Like I don't I, – so – I don't know. I just think they the, the Coyotes have so much trade capital. They're just a mess in the front office, right? But to me, they have so much trade capital that they they should be a trade partner for uh, for Eichel. Although, if you're Eichel, I'm not sure how hot you are on going from Buffalo to Arizona hockey-wise, right? So, yeah. And also, Eichel Matthews. Once Matthews is up in Arizona, there you go, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, waiting three years and yeah. I don't know. I It's that it's 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 tough it's not something that those are probably the two teams though right like detroit and arizona like i don't and and seattle i guess because here's the thing let's say you're detroit and things go the way that they look like they're going to go this year and you trade guys off your roster now to buffalo for eichel and eichel barely plays let's say the ping pong balls go your way and all of a sudden shane wright's on your team and you have shane wright and you have eichel and you have lucas raymond you have Mertz cider cooking with gas all of a sudden aren't you absolutely yeah. Now, I guess Arizona could make the same argument that, hey, maybe the ping pong balls go our way, but uh, there just isn't the other stuff that's already in place, the other the other high level talent. So, um, yeah, not what you want. Next up, the Florida Panthers, who uh, had a nice little run in the playoffs last year, made it to the second round where they were uh, promptly thrashed by the other uh, Florida team. But uh, we had a nice little battle of Florida there. People were digging that. There was a lot going on there. Uh, 98 and a half for the Florida Panthers, Craig. Under. I... A lot of people are pegging well, this team. Uh, know, people are super high on this team. They've got them as uh, the potential winner of the Atlantic Division, and they're at four to one right now. And that's not enough of a flyer for me. Let me let me pour some cool water on the 
upcoming Panther season. They did some stuff I like in the offseason. No question about that. Um, I like getting Reinhardt. Um, I think that, you know, Thornton, will, it's just fun to have Joe Thornton on your team. Um, Bennett last year, nice player, nice ad. Uh, I'm not quite sure about how good they're going to be forward wise all the way up and down the lineup. Like I'm just, I'm not sure everyone is going to be, you know, producing exactly what they did last year. I'd be worried about that. I'd be a little bit worried about the defense from the perspective of, you know, you know, Ekblad, Uyghur, nice players. Uh, Montour's got a bit of a checkered history, some good, some bad in the NHL. I, I, I don't know about the defense, but here's the other thing. You're counting on a goalie who makes $10 million, who's not particularly good, and a goalie who's 20. Those are the goalies. Yeah. That is, I, that, I would that have, is the, like, is it Spencer Knight? Is it, have they said it's Spencer Knight who's going to be number one for them? Yeah, I don't know. Well, like, I don't know whether it's Bobrovsky or Knight. It'll start out with Bobrovsky. But we know what Bobrovsky is, and it's not particularly good since he got to Florida. Knight is 20 years old. I would have some questions about that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, so it seems like they're going to give him the shot, though, right? Like, I, and here's the thing. No matter what you do, I still have a question about how good the goaltending is going to be, no matter who's getting the majority of the games. So you're going under on the Panthers. Yeah, this, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like Florida is a team. They've been uh, kind of, and I know it's weird to say about this now, considering where, where they're at in their particular sport, but the uh, – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a team that we, for many years, were thinking to ourselves, hey, they're going to bust loose, and then they just never did. Now, them finally busting loose very much coincided with them acquiring the greatest quarterback of all time through free agency. But this is a team that you and I have had in the past, and we've been stung a couple of times where, where we've been on, we've been on them even going back to the old Alongo days and they just never were able to kind of bust loose. And, you know, they did it a little bit last year, but was that a one year only sort of thing? And then they regressed to kind of being a team that's good, but ultimately is disappointing to the gamblers who've believed in them. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just I, I would have some concern about betting the over on 98 with this team. I I'd, I want to see a little more in a longer season. Last time we played 82 games, the team had 86 points. Again, yeah. that was two years ago. It's so we we've had a lot of hockey happen since then. Um, but I'd want to see a little bit more from them before I was pretty uh, yeah. Next up, last year's Stanley Cup runner-up, the Montreal Canadiens who had a just a, a what a weird weird off season just an all-time weird off season uh they they lose uh Kasperi Kotkaniemi uh via the offer sheet the first offer sheet guy since god no I can't even remember when uh they trade for Christian Dvorak which I like Christian Dvorak I think he's going to be very de- he's he's going to be very decent for them they lose Shea Weber to injury. Carey Price is uh, just gone into the player assistance program, which, you know, get get right soon, Carey Price. with I, I don't want to speculate as to, to why he's in there, but whatever it is, I hope he comes through the other side and we get to watch him play hockey again because 
He's fantastic to watch. They're going in with uh, Jake Allen and Samuel Montenbeau. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but either way, uh, it's it's Jake Allen. That said, positives. Jonathan Drouin is back, and he's got his head right, it seems. Full year of Nick Suzuki and full year of Cole Caulfield. And, uh, you know, their usual grinders of Toffoli, Armenia, and Lekkinen are, are, are all still kind of there. And Brendan Gallagher, you hope, is, is, is healthy. That said, I'm not expecting this team to repeat what they did last year whatsoever. 89.5 for the Montreal Canadiens, Craig. 89.5 has got to be a solid under, doesn't it? Yeah, this is, this is an under for me, and, the t- and this team misses the playoffs wildly for me. This, I, 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 I think they, yeah, I think they have to. Like, you're, counting on, you're counting on a lot from a forward group that doesn't have that like many good players on it. Like you're, you're replacing Weber with David Savard, which is perilous to say the least. Uh, you're replacing Price with Samuel Montembeau. Price is not all that great in the previous regular season, but you know, Price isn't around. Yeah. Uh, Hoffman, one of the guys bought it, the guy you bought in to replace Tatar. People forget how good Tatar was in the regular season. Uh, he's going to be hurt to start the year. Paul Byron's hurt to start the year. Joel Edmondson's hurt to start the year. Um, and those are points that they're probably going to wind up needing toward the end of this thing. Um, you're counting on Suzuki, Suzuki and Caulfield to do a lot. And I'm not saying they won't. But even if that they go to the very extreme high level of, of, of outcomes for those two guys, this is a team that's still going to be in a tough way. What are the Calder odds? Let me try to find the Calder. Cole Caulfield, plus 175. Uh, that is going to be tough. I'm not seeing a lot of... Newhook is 10 to 1, but I don't see that. I don't see Newhook getting enough ice time that he's going to be getting Calder consideration. Spencer Knight at 8-1, to one, Craig? How does that grab you? It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Spencer Knight might I think be Caulfield, worth unit. I think, like, here's the thing, though. Caulfield could win the heart, or the, not the heart, uh, win the Calder. win the Calder trophy, and Montreal could wind up with 73 points. Like, both of those things could yeah. happen in the same season. So... Yeah, I'm just yeah. looking. Some um, one, some of these guys, one of these guys is gonna be like, like I just I can see Cole Caulfield not winning the Calder. But I'm just trying to figure out who it's gonna be because it feels like if it's not gonna be Cole Caulfield, then it's gonna be somebody weird, right? It's not a great rookie rookie batch, is it? Because yeah, and by know, with Byfield by, hurting out, right? Like yeah, with, with Byfield hurting out, and he's at 14 to one, but I don't think Byfield's gonna like. I don't think he's gonna play enough games that he's gonna be considered for the Calder, right? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Mm. Uh, yeah, Montreal Canadiens pretty strong under for us, but uh, what the hell? You had a lot of a lot of great memories of your Habs fan, even though you came up just a tad short. Uh, next up, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, really frisky team last year. They played tough, hung in there with a lot of teams, and cost a couple of the Canadian teams uh, some spots. By by that said. Biggest thing going on with them right now is still no deal for Brady Kachuk. Looks like he's going to miss the start of the season. Their goaltenders are still Matt Murray and Anton Forsberg. They didn't really do a lot. I mean, I guess like 
no big signings because this is not a team that's looking to make big signings right now. Not a, not a lot of, you know, I mean, I guess it's, it's uh, the, the biggest thing going on with this team right now is what the hell is going to happen with Brady Kachuk. I assume he is a, he, he will eventually sign because it's not really a, a, a thing. That I'm just surprised that like, if you were going to bring up the offer sheet for anybody, God, is this ever the guy uh, that said Ottawa Senator 75 and a half crave Craig for a very, a very plucky team. That still has Tim Stutzel and and Shabbat and, and some some really good names. A team that's uh, definitely making moves. Uh, they're, they're in an upward trajectory for sure. Yeah, I uh, they're definitely an upward trajectory. Uh, last year, after the disaster start, where they won like, like one of their first twelve games or whatever it was, uh, they were a pretty good team. Uh, if it was an eighty-two game season, I think they would have uh, maybe not made the playoffs, but they would have been competitive. Uh, what they had to do and what they realized uh, was. You had to not play the old guys that the GM went out and got. You just had to go play the younger players. Uh, they're going to do a little more of that this year. They even traded Dadnob because they're like, okay, no, we can find younger wingers that'll play. That's what we want to do. Um, but as you said, and this is really important, their best player is not going to be there at the start of the season. It looks like as of right now, at 10.47 p.m. on Monday night, it looks like their best player is not going to be there when the season starts. So what do you do in that case? Uh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see, uh, but I think that they're going to have to, uh, they're going to be in the tough spot. They're going to have to make some tough decisions. Uh, how do you feel about their over under at the 75 and a half? Over. I think they're a little bit better I think so too. I think so too. I'm going to, I don't, I, I think they're low eighties, right? I think at the end of the year where they're, they're going to be, I, I think they're going to be 82, 83, point type of season for the Ottawa Senators. So I, I, I like their over. I'm going to, I'm going to pencil them in for that. Uh, all right. We're getting into the home stretch here. Two teams, the defending Stanley cup champions, the Tampa Bay lightning, um, who obviously lost some guys, uh, Barclay Goudreau and Blake Coleman among them. That said full season of Nikita Kucherov, who's eight to one to win the heart trophy. So that's, that's worth a few units, right? Like you, you got to put a couple units on, on Kucherov to potentially have a, uh, just an all time season, right? Like, like he, he might be ready to bust loose. Um, still got Stamco, still got points, still got the defense headman McDonough. They're all there. And uh, more importantly, they've still got uh, the guy who's probably the best cold tender on planet earth right now in Andre Vasilevsky, who's being backed up by Brian Elliott, which, you know, not great if something were to happen to Vasilevsky, but uh, yeah, they are just too damn good. 107.5 for the Tampa Bay lightning, Craig. Under big time. I'll tell you why. This might be the best roster on paper, but, they have not just won the last two Stanley Cups. They've won the last two Stanley Cups essentially in the last 14 months. They've played a lot of hockey. A lot of hockey. And this will be one where I don't want to mess with them in the playoffs, but I think there's going to be a bit of a cruise control in the regular season. Yeah, it, it certainly seems like they might. Yeah, they, they might just a little bit of going through the motions for this team, too. And it was just like, it, it wasn't too long ago the talk of them was, hey, are they going to expose Steven Stamkos? Because that might be something they should think about doing, sort of a thing, right? Which is weird. Is Stamkos on Team Canada, Craig? Yes or no? Just one, one word answer. Yes. I think so, too. But probably a third or fourth liner, I would think, right? Yeah, well, they're, they're gonna they're gonna have uh, fourteen forwards, and I would think he will be one of the fourteen. I think that 
he will be sort of like you know if, if they want if they want another leadership guy it's going to be him not Taves put it that way yeah uh but- they brought they brought in Pierre P.E. Belmar off the avalanche, signed him, which I'm going to miss him. Uh, excellent penalty killer, great fourth liner. And they bring in Corey Perry, who basically – Corey Perry, at this point of our lives, seems to be like, just get him to the playoffs, and then he'll start doing stuff. So Tampa Bay was a great signing for him because, <laughs> yeah, Perry Perry just needs to be on, on a team that's guaranteed to make the playoffs, and then he'll start making noise, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, he was a playoff signing, absolutely. And I think they're a team that knows that we can sort of cruise in the playoffs. They proved it last year, and they made the playoffs without Kucherov. And then we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. So I'll, we'll see how this goes. But I think they're in a uh, they're in a good spot. They're, they're a good team. They've got a ton of good players. They're going to have – and here's the thing. The offseason was painful. And they're not as – like you, you lose that third line. It was the best third line in the league. And you lose that – they're not as good as they were. There's and, and anyone trying to sell, say otherwise is selling you something. But they're still pretty damn good. So they had the painful offseason. Now it looks like they should be okay as far as the really, really difficult surgery on a roster goes um, for a little while here. So that's a positive sign for them. We'll see how this continues going forward. But it's, it, it, there's a reason they won two Stanley Cups in a row because they have a ton of good players. Absolutely. Last team, the one everybody around these parts will want to hear us talk about, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, coming in with the usual bevy of Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, although uh, Matthews looks like he's going to miss the first week of the season-ish uh, with the with the wrist surgery, but uh, he won't be long before he's potting goals again for the Leafs. The big one is Ilya Mikheyev missing. Looks like he's going to miss a, cu- a couple of months with the thumb surgery. Imagine he'll be back in like a month and a half or, or whatnot. Um, they're going into uh, – they, they, they're out with Freddie Anderson. They're going into the season with Jack Campbell as their number one, getting backed up by Peter Mrazek. The defense, pretty much the same from last year. What they lost was Zach Hyman off the roster and then uh, the kind of old veteran depth guys in Joe Thornton and uh, Nick Foligno, who was only there briefly. But um, – yeah, it's it's the usual very top heavy Leafs, and their over under is one hundred five point five, so third best odds in the well tied with the Bruins, I guess for the no, it's them, the Bruins and the Leafs who are the Atlantic top three. It looks like, and I'm here to tell you, when and the 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 Leafs fans better hope that the Tampa Bay Lightning are are thinking about. Uh, gliding through this series because uh, winning the Atlantic division is, is going to mean something because as is tradition with this division, it certainly looks like the top three in some order will be the Bruins, the lightning and the Leafs. And if you do not get that top spot, you will be playing one of the Bruins, the lightnings or the Leafs in first round. I said lightning. So we're just going to gloss over that one, but yeah, it's going to be the Bruins, the lightning and the Leafs playing each other, which will not be great if the lightning Happen to not coast through this series, coast through this season, and it's once again Leafs Bruins first round, which is just a tragic nightmare scenario, I think, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and their fan base. One hundred and five point five, Craig. Where are you on your Toronto Maple Leafs? I think it's the over. 
Interesting. You're going over for me. For me again, it's it, it. And this is me not knocking the Leafs because I just said they're going to be a top three team and an easy playoff team. Whether or not they get out of the first round, that's up to them. Uh, but for me, with the 105, it's it's once again just purely in the baseball zone for me, where I'm I'm just not touching it because if any of the like the Leafs' big four were to miss significant time, and one of them already is missing the first week, I'm just like yeah. And the Atlantic Division is going to be tough. Yeah, no, I get it. I think that they'll, I think they'll be the team that wins this division. To be honest. Okay. Um, I, yeah. Now, again, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning the division is a nice accomplishment, but it doesn't, it won't mean anything unless they win some playoff rounds. But I think they'll be the team that wins this division. Um, I think that they are deeper than they were a year ago. I, the, the depth is more flexible than it was a year ago. Um, and I think that people forget last year they were they had like the seventh best record in the league or whatever it was. And other than Campbell, every other goalie that got between the pipes of this team was horrific. Just absolutely brutal. Mrazek at least has a, a history of some steady play here. So we'll see how that goes. But Same I like play with the Carolina. Red Wings, no less, too, with a really bad Red yeah, Wings team. Yeah, and, and, and he, was, he was pretty good for Carolina this past year. And yep. so I, I think that no, like they'll be better than they were a year ago. I really, I really do believe that. And the other thing that people keep forgetting, like they were the best five-on-five team from a goal differential perspective in the league this past year. Um, their power play was just an absolute tire fire. It'll be better than that this year. So I, I think it, the answer is the over. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Like, do I, do I know this team's going to win a playoff round? No, I don't know that. And it won't matter what they do unless they accomplish that. So, But pe- people saying, oh, I think this team might be bad. This group... But this group piles up regular season wins. That's that's something they do. That's that's not an issue for them. So we'll see. No, and like obviously this is this is the team that because of its location and because of who they are, they are the most consternated team, the most like micro analyzed team. And I'm not a Leafs fan. I I think I like the, the, the yeah the, the Leafs. I think are somewhere in the middle of obviously all the. The Leafs fans, and I'm not necessarily lumping you in this category because I'm, I'm talking about a certain type of Leafs fan, are just penciling them in to win the Atlantic Division and just, you know, and potentially be like a President's Trophy winner. I think their ceiling's not quite that high, but I also am not one of these people who is technically a Leafs hater and is saying, oh, this team's going to, they don't have the depth, they don't have this, the, the you know, they're, 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 top, they're too top-heavy, they don't have the defense, the goaltending is sus, and... They're going to be a fringe playoff team at best, and I'm not going that far down. They're they're gonna they're gonna pile up the wins. They're gonna be top three easily. It's them, it's Boston, and it's Tampa. Do I think they're gonna win the Atlantic Division? Water gun to my head. No, I don't think they're gonna win the Atlantic Division. But I I I and and because I'm an agent of chaos, obviously I want nothing more than Leafs Bruins in the first round because that's just all time hilarity. But I suspect that the here's what I will mm-hmm. say: if you want Leafs Bruins in the first round, I think you want the Leafs to win the Atlantic because I think Florida finished ahead of Boston. Interesting. Okay, I I I have I have Boston ahead of uh, ahead of Florida. I think, but yeah, yeah, that. Uh, that but our eight playoff teams, then let's do it. Yeah. Least. That, that wouldn't be too bad. Actually, yeah, it's 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 not too bad. I, I do have more playoff teams coming out of the Atlantic for sure than I do out of the. Uh, actually, no, I think I I think I'm about even. Oh, I think it, I'm about I've even. I've got it. At, I've got it a solid four four. Uh, yeah, so, I do too. Actually, now that I'm staring at it. Yeah, so, so um, 
might have well, I, I have the Leafs as a stay away. You have them as an over, so do with that what well, you I'm will. Not money on it because I'm not yeah, like, obviously I you wouldn't. Now that need, said, I don't need to care more about this. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't. You don't need to care more about it. That said, I don't like when people tell you you're not supposed to bet on or against your team. Like you know how that, like that. There's some people who think that that's somehow immoral, uh, and and they and they 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 kind of say, oh, well, you, you know, when you bet against your team, you're like, oh, you're just emotionally hedging. That way, if your team loses, you get some money. And I'm like, I mean, perhaps this is me being a Detroit Lions fan and the fact that I gamble mostly on football, but 30 years of betting on the Detroit Lions, Craig, like the Detroit Lions don't put money in my pocket, right? In fact, they've given me nothing but pain and suffering my entire life. So if I want to bet against the Detroit Lions to be more loyal to my wallet than the Detroit Lions... That's something I'm just going to do, and that applies to every, any situation that exists Here's in sports, right? I feel Here's how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I gamble on sports because it's fun to have something to cheer for. I already cheer for this, so that's, that's thing, thing one. Thing two, yeah. I don't trust myself on a week-to-week basis to properly analyze how I feel about Broncos versus a certain team or whatever it happens to be. I just, I just like, am I, am I, am I getting too pessimistic about this because the team's not doing well? Am I getting overly optimistic about this because I care so much about it? You know what I mean? So I just don't yeah. trust myself. Am I thinking with my head or my heart? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's not so much like, oh, I always think Denver's going to win. Sometimes yeah. I get pessimistic about the way things are going. And, I'm, and like, do I, is, is this team really going to lose or am I like, you know what I mean? So it's just, I just, I just don't, I prefer not to, to have that level of analysis put that way. Um, Playoff teams. Playoff teams. Yep. Playoff teams. I. Yeah, you go ahead. I'll go. I'll go first. Atlantic. I go Toronto, Boston, Tampa. One, two, three. What about you? I have Toronto, Tampa, Florida. Okay. Toronto. So you are banking on the first round battle of Florida again, which is not terrible. If pretty pretty entertaining stuff a year ago. Metro. I'm going Washington Islanders, Pittsburgh. That's that seems. Chalky, I think, but that that's what I'm going with. Yeah. What's the for the Metro? Oh, Capitals. Yeah, no, I think I'm the same. Capitals, Islanders, Pittsburgh. Those will be the three. Yeah, because I just I just don't see I th- I think this division is going to be so unbelievably chalky. Uh for my first wildcard team, I have that's where I'm slotting in the Florida Panthers. And I thought long and hard about this. But I do think that ultimately it is the Carolina Hurricanes for me that are the second. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them grinding out enough wins, and and they've probably got the best roster out of the remaining teams. Um, so Florida and Carolina is the wild card teams for me. I'm too I'm too scared about the goaltending. Uh, so fair. I'm gonna That's say fair, that fair. Boston Boston mm-hmm. is one of my wild card teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I went back and forth on this, and I thought, and I thought, and I thought, but I, I think – I thought long and hard about if, – if Kachuk was signed, I would think long and hard about saying the Ottawa Senators are the next team. But it's going to be too close. <laughs> Battle of Ontario to, round one. Woo! <laughs> uh, it's going to be too close. The margins are too thin, so I'm going to take the New York Rangers. Okay, I like that. Like, I, 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 don't, I, don't th- I don't love that team getting 96 points, but I think that they'll get in the playoffs. Okay, I, I I don't yeah I don't I don't I don't mind that at all. I, I, that that that's a fun outcome for sure. Uh, I, the last spot in the Eastern Conference Wild Card I think is very much up for grabs though. There there is a there is a lot to do with that with that slot. Uh, who's your heart Trophy winner, Craig? Um, 
it, it, like it's the guy from Edmonton, I think. Like, yep. He has to. He has um, to be hurt for him to not win. Yep. So. No shame in that. Yep. Connor McDavid for me too. Art Ross. Same. Okay. Yeah, he's even money to win the Art Ross Calder Trophy. I'll go with Caulfield. Yeah, I will too. Uh, we're going pretty chalk here. Uh, I don't want to ask you about the Jack Adams because who cares, quite frankly. Uh, how about the Norris? Cal McCarr. Yes, uh, he has. A, we're we're going so chalk right now, so there's just no way it's going to go well, like I, this. I know, but like you know, it's just I, I think yeah. he's the. Guy. He's got so yeah he's yeah, yeah three to one for three to one yeah, yeah. three and a half to one for Kale McCarr. Um, I'm uh, gonna pick the guy. He's the best guy. So yeah, three and a half to one for Kale McCarr, and I'm gonna say that Dougie Hamilton is a nice uh, Dougie Hamilton at twelve to one, uh, especially now that he's in New Jersey, he'll have the East Coast hype machine behind him. Uh, so him him at twelve to one is not bad, and Adam Fox is seven to one again. So. He's and he like talk about the East Coast hype machine. Good lord, uh, seven to one for him. Uh, how about the Rocker Richard, Craig? You know that's a tough one. Like, I, I if if this is really just a you know, and and the timelines all make sense as far as what we were told. If Matthews misses three games, if he plays seventy something games, it's going to be him. If you're looking for someone who is not Austin Matthews to bet for this particular award. He won it by eight goals last year, and he missed four games. I'll say I'll say McDavid. Like you know, I, mm-hmm. I think like that'll be that'll be the guy. Yeah. McDavid's seven and a half to one actually to win the Rocket Richard. So he, for the yeah for the rest of our for the rest of our lives, the odds are never going to be that low on Connor McDavid. I would say Austin Matthews is three to one. Drysaddle seven to one, which uh, dry like a a. A Drysidal, uh, putting some units on on Drysidal and McDavid are that's not bad. Kucherov at twelve to one, that's not bad either to put a unit on that, right? And as I've already previously mentioned, he's twelve to one now, but I had him at thirty nine to one. Uh, Mikko Rantanen is, I think, is a is a nice long shot because he he might just get a lot of tap in goals for the Avalanche last yeah, yeah, this yeah. year on the power play. Uh, this past year i think it was he was fifth he was fifth oh, yeah. last uh, one Vez, Vez, sorry go ahead throw oh, it out Vezna. there before we do the last no, no, one no 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 i i, I, I want to do vesna first and i'll ask you my question all right, all right. Uh, yeah last uh award vesna who you got i am uh you know this is tough um because it's just it's a like you know you know who the good goalies are but it's hard to sort of know who's going to be good when uh, I'm not going to say Vasilevsky. I think he's just played too much hockey recently. He's three and a half to one and has those shortest odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Darcy Kemper pay for this award? 12 to one for Darcy Kemper. I have some units on him. Bad bet. No. Connor Hellebuck at ten to one. I have some units on him because yeah. I think oh, he's. Oh, okay. Hellebuck's ten to one. Okay, I thought yeah. there'd be a little bit more golf there. Yeah, but I think I you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have a couple of units on Hellebuck to win the Vesna at ten to one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think that like the, the 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 path for Kemper to win this award is very easy. He's playing behind a very very good defensive team that's going to win a lot of games. Yeah. Like, isn't Absolutely. that the path? Like, if, if, this? if Kemper if Kemper plays like he did in Arizona. Right? And stays like, healthy. And stays healthy. The 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 numbers will be there for him to potentially be a Vesna candidate, right? Like, 
Period. And he's going to get the W's, which, you know, people, like, go nuts for goaltender W's, even though they're a little bit, like, pitcher wins, right? But, uh, yeah, that's it. I, I, I think I think Kemper and Hellebuck are the ones worth uh, putting putting some units on for, for sure. And Grubauer is 10 to 1, but I don't know if Grubauer will have the – have the w's necessarily in uh in in yeah to karask at 25 to 1 which is <laughs> which is nuts anyway uh sorry what did you want to ask me before we get out of here i was gonna ask you if you uh who would who would be your leading scorer in the nhl this year non-edmonton oilers division bet leading scorer non-edmonton oilers division um, I'm staring, I'm, I'm staring at the, the, our, I'm staring at our boys. I'm staring at Miko Rantanen and I'm staring at Austin Matthews. Those, those are, those are I the think, guys that I don't think Matthews is the leaf that I would bet on. I would bet on Mitchell Marner if I was going to bet. Mitchell Marner is 20 to one. So he might be worth a unit if you, if you want to, if you think he's going to potentially win the Art Ross. I think it'd be I, tough I, though. Cause I, I think McDavid and drop if McDavid. There, if you're betting there that you're betting on McDavid to get hurt. Yeah, because McDavid, McDavid's even money and Drysaddle's five to one. So that's yeah. So Vegas is very much, but for in the non in the non Edmonton Oilers division, uh, a twenty to one. You like why not sprinkle a unit on Marner twenty to one? I think that that's decent value there. Uh, I other than that, I don't really see anybody in the long shot kind of categories because. Like Panarin is going to put up numbers, but he's not going to put up Art Ross numbers. One would think. Same with like Pasternak and and Pat Kane, right? Like those guys aren't. McKinnon at seven and a half to one. If he just goes nuts and has an Art Ross season and the Avalanche, everything's right for the Avalanche. Seven and a half to one, maybe like that's not bad. That's yeah. not bad. But uh, I do like yeah. I do like Marner uh, putting putting a unit or two on Marner at uh, at twenty to one for sure. That's not bad. Um, so anyway, that is going to be it. That thus concludes the NHL season preview over unders podcast. Uh, crossover podcast available at crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast, and uh, iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on iTunes or. Uh, Sorry, we're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, please leave us a review on those. Rate us on any of those five stars only, please. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. And that is it for hockey. We will be back later on. You get a lot of me and Craig this week because uh, you're going to be back in a couple of days, Craig, talking week six in the National Football League. We are not doing great against the spread this year, but good Good news. Neither are the Sharps. Vegas is Vegas has been eating people alive this year. I don't know what it is, but they have been eating people alive. And if the if the Texans had a held on against the it, it basically if the Patriots didn't get yet another fortuitous call in that uh, in in that it, it was an all time horrific weekend. And we'll talk about more of this in a couple of days. There's no need to get into this now. But yeah, Vegas is cleaning up. But uh, at least we're still alive in the survivor pools and whatnot. So here we go. Uh, yeah, that's it. Pleasure doing this with y'all. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. <laughs>